Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, here he is, Doug Oster. And yes, uh, today is a day that we're going to simply say, call us. If you have any gardening questions and you're getting a little bit of that cabin fever and you want to get out and start digging in the dirt, don't do it today. But, hey, it won't be here before you know it. So maybe some things you're going to do to your garden this year, some things you're implementing, some of your traditional favorites, all of that stuff, maybe some indoor gardening as well. Call us right now, 866-391-1020, because we're going to take gardening questions throughout the day. And, of course, we'll wrap up the show with Mrs. Know-It-All. And Doug's got some exciting news about his plant swap moments away. But right now, if you are the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you want a $25 gift certificate from Sorgo. So I'm down yesterday, Doug, at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase, and Andy was doing a show down there. Very ingenious. I said, you got to send this to Doug. He's got some of these big 10-gallon buckets, got some two-by-fours, and built a lower deck and an upper deck, four on top, four on the bottom, and they're doing indoor gardening (laughs) at EV True Value. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I've actually, he's worked on different systems over the years, because every time I go down there, he's got something growing in the window. Well, that's cool. Ten gallons sounds about right. You don't, you know, anything smaller than that, it's hard to keep watered, hard to keep wet. You so. know, the only reason I said ten gallon because I was thinking of Haas Cartwright on Bonanza and his ten, ten gallon, gallon hat. So, I is said, it a five gallon <laughs> bucket? Is it a pickle bucket? What's a pickle bucket? Yeah, I don't know it, how it's to a, explain it's, it. It's the largest bucket they that they they basically sell. Not. I'm showing. You, I'm showing him my hands. A, that, that would be a pickle crate, though, right? Wouldn't it? Pickle bucket. No, it's not a pickle bucket. It's that's, that's a five gallon. But we'll I, well I'll find out from Andy. All but right, that, that's cool. Uh, and speaking of sorgals, I had a visit with Randy Sorgal uh, this week, and he turned me on to two really cool apples. Uh, one is called Gold Rush, which he says is his favorite, and the other one's Ruby Frost. And I'm telling you. You know, I've I've talked to you about these apples before. There's just nothing like it. Uh, You know, I brought them home and cut them up, and and they were so, you know, a fresh apple from that place is just to die for. And so, you know, we had a nice talk, just talking about garden, what's going on with gardening and that sort of thing. And I started poking around looking at the seeds they have. there. They've got three different seed racks there, which I love. You'll find everything you need when you've got three different companies. Lake Valley, which I use a lot, uh, Renee's, which is really a, a cool seed company, and High Mowing Seeds. Uh, and one thing that I saw there, I talk about this all the time, is the Mexican Sunflower, Tithonia Torch, 
they've got like ten packets of that there, and I don't. And I know they can probably always restock it over. But uh, you know, you never know with how crazy people people have been gardening like crazy. Uh, if that tithonia will be there, but you know, uh, that Mexican sunflower. It's best to start those seeds indoors, you know, four to six weeks before. But you could direct sow them and and get really nice looking three inch orange flowers that attract all these pollinators. Um, it's it's a great plant. I talk about it all the time. I've been talking about it for twenty years, uh, but the seeds were there. Also, again, I'm kind of looking at things when I look at a seed rack. Things that I love, and there's an arugula that he had there that I haven't seen uh, in in nurseries called Astro and I've, I've grown it a couple of years. It's, it's a really great one. Very prolific, not as uh peppery as like a wild arugula, kind of a little bit milder and with a round leaf instead of a serrated leaf, very easy to grow. And I said, very prolific. And they had a bunch of uh, cool tomato variety seeds there too. And some from the mountain series, anything with the name mountain in it is early and disease resistant. And so if you've had trouble with early blight uh, or septoria leaf spot during the season, check out that. And then I'm trying a new a deer repellent from Sorgles called Deer Defeat. And Dave, who works there at Sorgles, he told me that people are driving from the South Hills to get this. So I'm going to mix this, not mix it, but sometimes I'm going to use my Bobex and sometimes I'm going to use this Deer Defeat. And it smells bad, just like the Bobex, only bad in a different way. <laughs> And I was able to set up with uh, Randy the date for our plant swap coming up uh, be- before you know it. It's going to be in June. Yes, it's five months away. But if you're a, uh, somebody who comes to the plant swap every year, this is our 20th year, if you can believe that. And it will be June 4th at Sorgles at 1 p.m. That's where I give away the tomato plants for the uh, Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top tomato plants, and hopefully I'll have some 3945, the the tomato that was found on the battlefield of World War II. And uh, hopefully I'll have some some plants for you then. We trade plants. We have a lot of fun there. And uh, anything that I have left in my office, books and all sorts of other stuff, we give away there. I can't wait. Uh, But we'll talk about that when we get closer. Same with the Home and Garden Show. I'm planning Home and Garden Show when it, it's not till March, but I'm going to be there again every day and uh, a couple times more than once a day, so it's going to be cool. Uh, Mrs. Know-It-All will be here later. She's going to talk about how to check your seeds, if you've got old seeds, to see if they'll sprout, and then also talk about starting seeds indoors as a little primer for us. And I'm, you know, looking through the garden uh, seed catalogs, looking for stuff that I want to grow and a couple things that I've grown over the last few years from a place called John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds include Orchid Flame Nasturtium. Now, this nasturtium is like none you've ever seen. And when I posted pictures of it, I mean, it looks like an orchid. It just It's orange and um, w- with uh, black variegation. It's an amazing flower. So, you know, nasturtiums are so easy to grow. Uh, usually direct sowed, but uh, again, you got to jump on the season. A lot of times I'll put them in little like peat pots in the greenhouse and get them started a little early. So orchid, orchid flame nasturtium, if you want something really cool and different, and of course, like all other nasturtiums, it's edible. Uh, also from Kitchen Garden Seeds, there's a couple beans that I've fallen in love with, especially this pole bean, and I've talked about it before, called Monte Gusto. It's a yellow pole bean. 
again, I've never had anything produce so many beans like Monte Gusto did, and I did not plant it in the most uh, in the greatest place. I I put it, you know, kind of through the seeds behind some garlic. I mean, I had compost in this bed, uh, but man, they just they climbed, and I had more beans than you could possibly imagine. I was giving away big plastic bags of of beans. But its cousin is called Monte Cristo, and it's the green version. And it is really cool, too. Um, one more thing from Kitchen Garden Seeds, and when we come back from the break, I'll talk a, a, about some other seed catalogs and some cool stuff that I found. But one more thing from Kitchen Garden Seeds. And I actually, I was interviewed yesterday for Reader's Digest. Somebody is doing a story, an old friend of mine. And I was telling her, she said, oh, I, I can't grow peas. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you can't grow peas? <laughs> This this one that uh, I, you got to start early. You got to start in March. Uh, but this one I've again I've fallen in love with. It's called Shiraz Purple Snow Pea from Kitchen Garden Seeds, and I, I recommend it to her because she's starting later usually. She you know she's she's her climate's Ohio, and so she says, "What is it like sometimes on on St. Patrick's Day it's snowy." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, well then you start them inside." But the Shiraz Purple it's beautiful, it's tasty, it's prolific, but it goes longer into the season. Peas in general, when they when they when it gets hot, they just kind of give up. The Shiraz Purple goes a little further. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some other seeds and give us a call. All right, 866-391-1020. Our first stop is Waynesburg. We're going to talk to Tom when we get back. And again, room for you. So there are opportunities on the phone lines. If you have any gardening questions, you have a chance to talk to the organic gardener, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. And we get back on KDKA in just a couple of moments. Good morning. All right. First come, first serve. Let's light up these phone lines while you can. There is real estate available for you. Call us, 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Here we go, as promised, to that great community of Waynesburg, where Tom is here, and he has got some questions for Doug on KDKA. Good hey. morning, Tom. Good morning, guy. How you doing? Hey, Good. how's it going? All right. Hey, this is about biochar for the gardening, the wood chip, burn ash, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law has a wood stove that he burns pellets in, and a lot of ash gets out of those pellets. Can I use the ash from those wood pellets in the garden? Uh, very sparingly. Uh, our concern with wood ash, uh, and, you know, I'm first off, I don't know a lot about biochar, but I do know that wood ash, it it's very uh, alkaline, and so... If we are to use it in the garden, we just want a little bit added to our compost. We don't want to throw it right onto the, the bed for fear of of changing that pH, uh, you know, and the pH is so important. Again, when I was interviewed for this article for Reader's Digest yesterday, I was like, we talked a lot about pH and how it's important that for our vegetable gardens, it's neutral. You could have all the nutrients in the world in your garden soil but if you added, like a, in this case, like a lot of wood ash and, and changed your pH, and it's hard to change your pH. It takes years to do it. But if you changed your pH, eh, regardless of the amount of nutrients you had in there, the plants can't uptake the nutrients. Oftentimes when we see gardens that, again, they're putting lots of compost in, but things like beets don't head up or you have other, other problems with plants, a lot of times it can be uh, about the pH. I always tell people when we get when we warm up a little bit early in the season, get a soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension and just make sure that your pH is right. Uh, under those circumstances, again, you can use 
from those pellets. You can use some of that wood ash, but I would prefer it be composted first before before you use it. Okay. Thanks so much for the call. All right. Uh, let's talk about some other things that are on your mind. And- so yeah, uh, we want to continue my list of weird, cool stuff to, to grow. And so the, another seed catalog that I love is is the most off the beaten path <laughs> uh, catalog. It's called JL Hudson Seedsman. And I talk about it every year. I love it. It has no pictures in it, but it is filled with so many cool things. So last year, I, out of this catalog, I was going to have my year of the foxglove. I was going to start all these foxglove seeds. Well, it didn't happen. So this year is, guess what? <laughs> the year of the foxglove. I am going to start all these seeds. I'm going to have all sorts of weird ones, biennials and perennials and even annual versions. Uh, you know, a foxglove is perfect for my garden because the deer won't eat it, believe it or not. That's one thing, one thing left the deer won't eat. Uh, and it loves like part shade. So that's that's perfect for me. And then I'm obsessed with um, a genus. It's called Corridalis. And I the one I talk about all the time is Corridalis lutea. And so I, you know, I always preface this with, I'm sorry, I have to talk Latin, uh, but that's the only way, you know, common names don't identify a plant exactly. So the, the problem with Corridalis lutea is it doesn't have a common name. And so you've got this, you know, Latin name where people are just like, can't pronounce it. And how do you find it then? But that perennial Corridalis lutea uh, starts blooming in April and goes all the way through till December you know, with the winter starts that we've been having. And it has beautiful yellow flowers on it. It's just, it, it just goes crazy. It's not, it doesn't, it's not invasive in that you, it doesn't uh, spread by underground runners. It spreads by seeds. Well, I found another species of Corridalis, which I'd never heard of, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's S-C-O-U-L-E-R-I. Scolari, maybe Mrs. Know-it-all will know. I'll ask her. And it's one where it has little rosy pink flowers. Then last or two years ago, I uh, bought one called uh, Corridalis semper virens, and it 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 was amazing. It 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 was supposed to be biennial, meaning that first year foliage, second year flowers, but it ended up being an annual. It bloomed the first year with these little pink purple flowers with yellow tips, and I actually I. The seeds started really easy. Uh, I got those going, and I gave some to my friend Mark, who, who's at uh, the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, and he he just loved them, you know. And anybody I gave those plants to, they just they loved them because it was it's different. Again, you know, it loves part shade, part sun, you know, and easy to grow. Uh, I, I love growing things from seeds, but then another one I found uh, a few years ago, another Corridalis. It's actually, it grows from a bulb. So there's lots of different types of corridalis. It's corridalis solida, which solid with an A. S-O-L-I-D-A. Beth Evans is the name. This thing blooms early in the spring, and I put it all through the vegetable garden with, like, really deep, deep, rosy pink flowers. Now, these other ones, you know, a couple of them, they, they're treated as annuals. This solida Beth Evans, it's only there for four or five weeks. It's not like corridalis lutea. But sometimes when you're growing from seed and you love growing from seed and you you come obsessed with something, it's 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 fun to find another species, and that's what I'm having fun with. Also, out of that J.L. Hudson catalog, a red celery called Red Venture. It has green 
stalks that blush like deep red with like rosy yellow hearts. Uh, if you've never grown celery before, celery is uh, very easy to grow. You know, it needs water. Uh, but the celery, I guess like anything, the celery out of the garden is is nothing like the the store-bought celery. And easy to grow, not really grown that often by home gardeners, and home gardeners should grow it. Harder if you're doing it on commercial production because it needs so much water. But if you put it in good soil, if you mulch it and keep it watered when we get to July, you're going to have a ton of celery, and it's just wonderful to eat right out of the garden. Another thing, and I've grown this one before, again, out of this J.L. Hudson catalog, brown Russian cucumber. It's In the catalog, it says, strangest looking, but best tasting. And it is a weird looking <laughs> cucumber, but prolific uh, and, and does have a, a very unique flavor. And real quick before we break, I need another tomato, like I need a hole in the head. <laughs> I seriously have hundreds of tomato seeds, but this other, this one I saw in the JL Hudson catalog, Everglades Wild Tomato, abundant clusters of small pink tomatoes packed with flavor and with thin, tender skin, large sprawling vines to 12 feet, grows wild in in the Florida Everglades, tolerant of heat, humidity, drought, and neglect. (laughs) This tomato's for me, so that, I'm going to be starting that one with a bunch of other tomatoes. I'll have lots of tomatoes to give away at the plant swap in June. Uh, I, you know, I again, I plant hundreds of different varieties, but Everglades Wild. That seems like we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. Just little itty bitty cherry tomatoes, really small, like current size. Uh, when we come back, I, I want to find some other locations for my free seed shacks. So think a little bit about that, and after the break, we'll talk about it. All right, sounds good. Listen, if you have a question about your gardening plans for the upcoming season, which is just months away, I highly urge you to get on one of these available lines right now. Doug would love to talk to you on this Sunday morning. That number is 866-391-1020, And don't forget, you also have, coming up at 730, the news with Rob Taylor, and, of course, the latest on that tragic shooting in California, leaving at least 10 people dead. Very, very sad story and then coming up uh, in the well next 20 minutes we'll give you a complete update as far as coons quality food sports it was a big day yesterday in the nfl as it will be today as the divisional action is underway and we're going to break all of that down and give you some other sports as well coming up on the coons market black and gold sunday show at 11 summer over an hour over an hour insurance at nine the coons cooking hour at eight and then at 10 o'clock it's the baird show your money and you rob pratt sunday kdka All right, it is time to give you an opportunity to win an amazing $25 gift certificate that'll buy you a whole lot at Janoski's in Clinton if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. Mrs. Know-it all less than 10 minutes away. Here's Eleanor in Wexford with Doug Oster on the Organic Gardener at KDK Radio. Hi, Eleanor. Hi there. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about a very old spreading yew plants in front of my house. I'd like to get some fertilizer for them and just try to help them out. Okay. Uh, You know, it's too early to do that, but when we get into, you know, mid-April, there's something called uh, holly tone, uh, H-O-L-L-Y-T-O-N-E. T-O-N-E. And it's perfect for evergreens. Uh, And, you know, those those yews are how old? Probably... Ancient. Most, Ancient. Very, most, very old. Most of them are. What are they doing that they need a little help? Well, they look kind of brown and dry. I trimmed them uh, last year a little bit, took off the dead 
bush, the dead branches mm-hmm. off of it, and they, they're looking better, but uh, they really need some help. I didn't, I a long time ago, I gave them some of the fertilizer spikes, mm-hmm. and they seem to be a little better after that, but I know they need something now, so I'm going to get that call a holly tone. Yeah, you can find it just about any good nursery. It's inexpensive, easy to find. Everybody's going to have holly tone. Oh, and okay, and you'll good. just follow the application rates that are on the package. Uh, you okay. ne- you never want to put too much on because the plant can't use it. Oh, not too much. Right. So you'll you'll basically apply this twice during the year. Uh, twice during the year. Uh, a, a heavy feeding in the spring and then a very light feeding in September, and that's all on the on the bag. Oh, and, okay, and that's good. perfectly formulated for your evergreens, okay? Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate your help. You're a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, all right, if you have a, a question for Doug, now would be a great time to call, 866-391-1020. So what else? Doug seed checks. Doug's free seed checks. I have these old um, newspaper boxes. Bought them off the trip. The ones where you used to put a quarter in, or however much it would be. <laughs> 1955. Ten, ten cents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Open it up, take five papers you know, out. Those things are classic, though. I mean, well, this was perfect for this thing. You know, there's no lock or coin operation on it. <laughs> Actually, when I got them from the trip, <laughs> I pulled one out and I, I got a quarter out of one of them. <laughs> I said, I said, this, well, this is why newspapers are going under. They're not watching their money. <laughs> cool. But I painted them green and put a little sign in the front saying, Doug's free seed checks. And I've, I've put them out in the community. I want these seeds to be available for people who need them, you know, underserved communities. I have one. I've had it Han Nursery, though, for years where you could just, you know, when I might have extra seeds, I just throw them in there. I make an announcement here, like I've got a cool tomato. I throw them in the seed shack. You can go get it. It draws people to Han. You know, it's cool. it's good for everybody. But these other ones I've had out there, I want to move them around a little bit. I've got one down in, all the way down in Brownsville, believe it or not. I've got uh, a couple on the um, east end out there. I'm putting one in, in the Braddock Free Store, and then I'm just looking for locations for these. If you've got an idea where you think, it would be great to have a seed shack. Just uh, go to dougoster.com and click on the contact button, and we'll see what we can work out. It's it's completely free. I just I load the thing up in my truck and I put it out there. It needs somebody though to watch over it, you know, and to refill it uh, with with seeds. And I give you all the seeds. I give you bags and bags of seeds. We get, in fact, Renee's is one of the the places uh, the seed company I was talking about earlier that has a, a rack at uh, um, Sorgles. They donated a ton of seeds for the seed shacks. And so it's just a way for people that might not be able to get seeds or find seeds or have access to, you know, a nursery where they can get some seeds, try and grow something, maybe hopefully some food. But I put food and flowers in there and all sorts of weird, cool stuff. Also, real quick, my Tuscany trip, Tuscany 2, I still have seeds. You know, I'm going to be able to uh, talk about that until it sells out. The first trip, first nine-day trip to Tuscany sold out. They're leaving me in Italy. There's another trip after that. You can come on. You fly into Italy. I'll meet you there. And it's the least expensive European trip I've ever offered. That information is also at uh, DougOster.com. If your bulbs are coming up, like a lot of our bulbs are, don't worry about it. There's nothing you can do. I'm getting lots of questions about that. People are seeing their daffodils come up. I've, you know, I talked about last week where I've got some snowdrops that are close to blooming. 
I saw a, a hellebore, which is a perennial, early spring perennial, was budding already, uh, which is, you know, it's it's early. But for bulbs, when they do this, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, they've been doing this for hundreds of years. Don't sweat it. They're, you know, don't try and mulch them. Don't, they're just kind of, you know, when we had that long thaw after that brutal cold weather, oh, man, I get killed in that brutal cold weather. I was looking at that in my... And we had all that rain, so I had the cold frame, I had the cold frames open, and all I have left is a little bit of kale and some white turnips. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they'll they'll spring back to action. But uh, anyway, for the stuff that's coming up, nothing you can do about it. And I did get a question, a pretty cool question uh, from a gardener, basically saying, "Can you have too much of a good thing?" Can, you know, she, she's using well-aged animal manure fish heads and a couple other things to 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 put into the garden to to make everything grow and as long as that stuff's organic you can't have too much of a good thing you're doing the right thing i actually this season i should i should find out how her garden is because it sounded pretty amazing she actually gave me a handle on a place up in the north hills for some manure if you're looking to add something like compost or well-aged manure now well-aged is important when it comes to that manure because fresh manure is too high in nitrogen and could have E. coli in it. So you stay away from that. It's got to be a year old. Uh, it's it's the best way to add uh, something good to your garden. All right, let's say hi to uh, Polly in the North Hills for Doug on the Organic Gardener. Hey, Polly. Okay, let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on KDK. How you doing? Hi, Doug. Um, I bought a heliobore, um, and it's a, it was a small potted plant. It was blooming and looked beautiful. Um, I have them outside in my yard, but I've never had one as an indoor plant. I'm having trouble keeping this plant looking healthy. Yeah. Re- Did you? Um, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been careful about water to not overwater it, but it seems thirsty, Um I'm just kind of struggling. I was hoping I would be able to get it through the winter and get it in the ground in the spring. Yeah, that's the idea. Was it bought as a holiday plant, one of those type of hellebores? Yes. I bought it at, at Trader Joe's, and I historically had good luck there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That This, this is a great thing that you're doing, uh, and, and it can be difficult to limp them along inside in the winter. Now, I bought a ton of them at a similar type store where I made a deal with the manager because they were just going to throw them away. And I have a, a unheated greenhouse, which is the perfect spot for them. I think you're doing the right thing. I mean, it, it's going to get brown. It's going to get ugly. Uh, you, you don't want to overwater, but if it is thirsty, give it water. You know, uh, that's the kind of balancing act you're going to have to do. You know, when things warm up, like this, that, that last, you know, warm-up we had, I would have had that plant outside and then bring it back in if it gets super, super cold. You know, if you had a sun porch or someplace like that, that would be the perfect spot for it. But your your big thing, if you do have to keep it indoors, is keep it by a window. Don't overwater, but don't neglect. You know, let it uh, let it let it dry out. But if if it needs water. Give it the water, and you'll be okay with that plant. Get it through the, this, and then get it in the ground as soon as you can in end of March, early April. Mrs. Know-it-all coming up next on The Organic Gardener.
Back to the Organic Gardener, Sunday morning, KDKA, and she is back by popular demand. That's right, Mrs. Know-it-all, that's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. Good morning, Denise, how are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with winter now. I'm, I'm ready to go out and maybe do a little weeding. I don't think I want to do any more than that right now. I have a question for you uh, on a Latin name. Okay. So the first genus is Corydalus. The okay. Se- the second name is S-C-O-U-L-E-R-I. Scoleri? Scoleri. Yeah. No. Okay. So, yeah, you said it before, and you said it so fast that I was like, what were the letters? So, yeah, it sounds like Scoleri, and I've never grown it, so I can't tell you any more about it. Well, when you say it fast, then it, it sounds okay. So let's talk about seeds and sowing seeds first, uh, uh, how to check the seed to make sure it's still good. Well, usually, you know, no, I mean, there are some seeds that are very tiny, such as uh, lavender you know, they're, or rosemary. Those seeds are very tiny. Um, what you want to do is take a very small portion of the seeds, if you have them from the previous year or you found them in your seed box and you don't know if they're any good at all. So uh, take a uh, wet paper towel, and not that it's sopping wet, but that it's fairly moist. Put it on a uh, plate and then sprinkle some of the seed on it, and then just take a single layer of a paper towel, moisten that, keep it over, make sure it makes good contact with the seeds, and then check them in about seven to ten days to see how much you're getting out of it, you know, if you've got any live plants in there or not, and then you'll know if they're viable. There are some seeds that the viability drops dramatically after a year or two. Uh, Parsley is one that you have to be, you know, really, I buy fresh parsley seed every year just to make sure I have enough of it. So, you know, that's one thing. You know, the larger seeds, uh, like morning glories, you know, they'll pop open, but you've actually got to nick them a little bit. So what I like to do is just kind of take a, um, a file and just kind of rub off some of the seed coat and then do the same thing with the paper towels, and that'll tell you whether or not your germination's really good. And then how about seed starting in general? Well, seed starting in general, you know, I do use seed starting trays because I have a lot of seeds that I'm trying. But, excuse me, when you're starting seeds, you want to use a soilless potting mix, a seed mix, because it's very, very fine. Do not use garden soil because what happens is there's microscopic uh, diseases in there, there's insects, there's insect eggs, and you don't want them uh, interfering with the germination of your seeds. So when you buy your seeds, the best thing to do is look at um, the time it takes for it to come to market or when to harvest. So if something says, you know, days to harvest is 45 days, that's not when you're actually going to get something. You have to include the time that it takes for the seed to germinate. Parsley is a good example. It's somewhere between 15 to 23 days for germination, which is a really long germination period. But then you add that until you're able to harvest. And you mentioned um, growing celery. 
So I've grown celery, but our climate doesn't allow it to really winter over because a lot of people, you know, will grow it and then, you know, cut off stalks and have it winter over. And especially after this year, you know, there, there was a lot of damage to things. Mm-hmm. So what I actually grow is one called Apium graviolens, and it is the uh, species of celery. And you grow it for the leaves, and it's a wonderful plant. Scatter the seed early in the garden because it needs about four to six weeks of germination of cool weather. And it's a biennial, and so it grows one year. You harvest the leaves the next season. You get the leaves, but then it goes to flower and seeds again. I let mine just drop some seed in the garden, so I always have a continuous crop, and the flavor is wonderful, and I've had it now for four years. Give me the name again, please. It's Apium, A-P-I-U-M, which is the botanical name, and then it's G-R-A-V-E-L, okay, Graviolens, G-R-A-V-O-L-E-N-S. All right, Mrs. Know-It-All, thank you. Uh huh. I appreciate it. Well, that's interesting. We'll have to look up that uh, look that up, and then we'll get it up on the website. Get that name up there for you. That sounds like fun. I'm answering questions after the show at dougoster.com. If you didn't get through, you can learn more about my off the beaten path Tuscany trip and see a couple recent Pittsburgh Today Live appearances. We ready, Rob? We are ready. Take Remember, us organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right. Thank you very much. And as all of you know, we've been talking about it is the uh, Chinese New Year. It's the Lunar New Year. So excited because it's one of our favorite hours coming up in just a couple of moments with Frank Dentisi. We're going to be talking all about your favorite Asian cuisine. I love it. We'll discuss it, and we're going to ask you to phone in with your recipes, and some lucky listener is going to get a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market, that special place in your neighborhood. Then at 9 o'clock, over-insured, under-insured, what you exactly need, summer Obernauer, Obernauer Insurance with your host, Nan Cohen, Total Talk. Then it's Baird, money, your money and you, and then Coons Market, Black and Gold Sunday Show, all still to come today with your Pratt Pack on KDKA, 100.1 FM, AM 1020. Good morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.